Welcome to the second season of Fisher Link, presented by Fisher Inc., a podcast for the Fisher College of Business to highlight stories in and around Ohio State that you may not have heard about. My name is Paige Palmer, and I'm joined by my co-host Brent Koffenbarger. We're excited to bring our listeners another year's worth of notable stories and interesting guests. This week, we're excited to be joined by Paul Reeder, who is the executive director of the Fisher College of Business's Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. Paul joined Ohio State in 2012, and before that, he worked for a number of different, a number of different roles for different companies, such as HP and Ellie's Design Group. Paul has also formed companies such as Zero Sports and Design Access in the past. Paul, thanks for joining us. Can you tell us a little about yourself? Sure. So that is, a, it's actually, I have a very interesting pathway coming into a, a business college because I don't have an MBA. I don't have a, even a business degree. I have my undergraduate degree is in industrial design. But I felt that because of the way design thinking has now become such a driver in the business world that the path that I took as an industrial designer, having this consumer-centric approach was a really a great fit for how businesses evolved. And so in the process of starting these various businesses in these last now 25 years, that uh, I think that it's really given me a really unique perspective, let's say, on what the future business looks like and how entrepreneurs should, should function and what innovation within corporate environments looks like. And, uh, and I think that that, that Industrial design background is actually a really great foundation to work from. Yeah, because you you have worked in um, a handful of different roles in your career, but all those roles can kind of be tied back to innovation, development, something in that line of thought. So um, what kind of skills or mindset do you think that you have that has led you to be successful in those roles and might lead somebody else to be successful? Well, I I joke um, with my classes that said that generally I I believe myself to be unemployable, right? (laughs) Um, so I think this is something really interesting with a lot of people who have entrepreneurial backgrounds that they say, like, um, I'm curious. I have a certain self-starting attitude. I think my ideas are the best. Like, And I don't want to say that. I, I jokingly say it's ego, but it's partly because I, I've always been very autonomous. Like, I want to say, like, let's change the world. Let's do things this way. Let's approach it that way. And sometimes that's hard when you talk about working within a large organization. So for me... Starting the sporting goods company, starting the design consulting firm gave me an opportunity to say, I want to create the future for myself and be able to have that control over it. And I'm willing to take responsibility for that. So I think, again, coming back to my curiosity, tenacity, resilience, um, the fact that I don't like to give up have all played in this part. Even coming here to, to Ohio State, I came in um, to run a group called the Ideation Lab in our tech commercialization office. And the Ideation Lab was set up to begin to look at creating new businesses out of university technologies. Um, and partly the reason why I thought that was such an interesting job is I thought, what a great, what a great step. So no, I, that's where I think I think those are the those are the traits that allowed me to start saying, okay, I, I what can I do at the university now, given those same concepts of being curious and having tenacity and and particularly autonomy. I think that people too often times say um, in a higher ed or at a university that, well, you know, it's just a, it's just a big bureaucracy and you can't move forward. I said, well, that's, you know, it's because you haven't tried. Like I've never mm-hmm. had anybody at the university. When I said, here is a, a concept that I have, I'm willing to frame it. I'm willing to find out funding and I'm willing to run it that people go, great, go do it. I mean, it's amazing. And and I 
So I confront people who say, like, ah, oh, you can't do anything at the university. I'm like, well, you haven't tried. And so to me, I think this much, my entrepreneurial background has allowed me to move through positions here at Ohio State, not like jumping position to position, but say, what's the next best thing that I should be pursuing that would, in fact, help the university? And were you always like that? Like when you were, you know, getting your degree when you were an undergrad, did you think that? Yeah, absolutely. I thought that in high same. school. Okay. You know, when I was in high school many, many you know, years and years ago, um, I started making uh, like fake guitars, you know, because I thought it'd be really cool. I, I, I just probably because I didn't have the discipline to actually learn how to play guitar. So I would like make a fake guitar in my, in my basement. And then all my friends were like, oh, totally want a fake guitar. And so I started making guitars for other people. And I never thought it to be entrepreneurial. I was like, oh, I get to make cool guitars and give it to my friends. My friends think I'm cool because I can do that. <laughs> And so I was always looking for things that would just give me a chance, even when I worked at Hewlett Packard. So think about this. And, uh, this was at the exploding time when Silicon Valley was not the Silicon Valley that you think of today. It was just the tech center of the world. And I worked for Hewlett Packard, and I was able to get my daily work done in like a day and a half every week. And I spent the rest of the week finding other things to do. So I created an ergonomics committee looking at at how we can improve uh, you know, manufacturing for our workforce. I looked at creating like signage for around the, the, uh, you know, the facility. We created new name badges. And I was constantly looking for just things to keep me busy. Um, and it turns out that that was, I mean, that was something I guess continue to drive through. It's just not sort of following a standard route, but saying what, is, what does the world need and how can I fill that, that gap? Absolutely. It's interesting that you mentioned that uh, kind of unemployable mindset that you said in the beginning. We talked to another kind of entrepreneur. He actually completely different thing, but he owns like some bars around High Street and the short north area. Uh, His name's Scott Ellsworth. He kind of said something similar to that. He was like, I just was somebody that really, I don't think I could be employed. Like I'm paraphrasing, but like he had mentioned that a few times. So it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. Well, you know, and it it seems... um, it seems like a contradictory statement to be working at the university. But I also think the university is generally made up of, uh, of independent contractors. I mean, every researcher is out there fighting for, fighting for their own dollars and creating a small business of their own, which is their research portfolio. And so to me, the university is, in fact, uh, you know, a collective of entrepreneurial minds um, working in different things. And because we're running a center, you know, a center is not supported by the university. We have our own own financial support so I'm essentially running a startup um, you know within Fisher uh, although we are a university center but that's uh, subtlety um, but running a center means that we in fact have to be entrepreneurial we have to think about uh, what what sort of uh, programs are we putting together to support students to evolve forward uh, how do we represent our, our corporate clients um, I just happen to be doing it within an umbrella of the university uh, which essentially gives me just a great brand to work for, yeah. right? So, you know, that concept of generally being unemployable still works. It also gives me a sense of um, impermanence, right? Um, I'm 57, and yet I'm still like, I hope I can keep this job for a couple of years, you know, or I hope I'm going to be interested enough in two years, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of fun because I haven't ever set, and I don't want to set in like, this is my job. Like, I'm going to be into 27 Mason the rest of my life. No, I'm like, I'm just going to keep jamming along, and wherever the river is going to take me is where I'm going to follow, if it makes sense, right? I can't imagine compromising to say, like, all right, I'm, 
I'm done. This is all the farther I'm going to take my career. Mm-hmm. I think my wife would like me to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's really nice to it's nice to be able to have that flexibility, right? Definitely. So as you now work to kind of help foster that entrepreneurial mindset with students, what's something you kind of mentioned your mindset? Yeah. What's something you look for like in a student that you think might relate to them being like later on being successful as an entrepreneur? So I'm going to come back right to the, the traits that I thought that I might possess. And curiosity is the first one. You know, the student who is curious about how they interact with the world, that's, that's the, to me, is the first sign of an entrepreneurial mindset. I also want to be really clear is that we don't promote the idea of entrepreneurial mindset has to drive to starting a business. Entrepreneurial mindset is somebody who says, I'm curious about the way the world works. I think I found a problem or an opportunity that I can begin to develop to create some impact in society. It doesn't say that oh, it has to be your own company. It doesn't say it couldn't be a social program or it couldn't be working for a big corporation, right? So I think that there's occasions when we're concerned about the use of that term entrepreneurship only meeting startups. Now, an entrepreneur of mind is somebody who says, I want to change the world, and I'm willing to, to take steps to, to, to envision what that is and, and to make it work. Right? So when I see students and you know, they come in and talk to me the first time, within a few minutes, I'm like, that's somebody who has an entrepreneur mindset. They're just curious about the way the world works. Right? This is why I think it's such an important trait with business students is to just look up. Right? Don't follow the same path. Because the same path will lead us into where we've been, right? I want business students to recognize the world is going to change. The job that you're going to be in when you graduate is maybe doesn't even exist today, right? They're saying something in the range of like 75% of jobs that you will have don't exist today. That's significant, right? Absolutely. No. <laughs> also <It's> scary. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, you know, to me, that's the, that's also a great driver. Being scared is a, little, is a really good driver to say, oh my gosh, I better start, I better start learning about all those things instead of just expecting that an instructor's going to come and spoon feed me what I should know about, right. you know? I think you're right too. A lot of times entrepreneurship gets a little bit conflated with, okay, I'm going to go off and start a business where, you know, it, it is too often times because yeah. the reality is that there's not that many people who are really well suited, um, to come out of, out of school to start a business, right? Because you have to understand that the business has to be sustainable. And, and that there is a lot to be gained by working for another company and understanding how they do things. Because then you're going to be able to say, oh, wait, this was really good, but maybe I change it this way. Or I could, if I could do that, I could see a different pathway to a different sustainable business model. Um, and I, I think too often times there's too much pressure put on the student when you use a term like entrepreneur that they're like, oh, my gosh, I have to better start a company. I better be in Mark, next Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> right. That's just too much pressure. You know, I want somebody to say like, I've got a cool idea and I want to pursue it and see where it goes. And if it fails, it fails. Fine. Chalk it up. Move on. Yeah. Well, speaking of students with um, good ideas, one of a student here that's been successful as an entrepreneur is David Butcher. Yep. Who's, yeah. Um, who we interviewed um, earlier on this podcast this season. He's the founder of Fly by BBQ and is also a senior here at Ohio State. Um, and he spoke really highly of the Innovation, Creativity, and an Entrepreneurship Scholars Program in our conversation and how that kind of helped him um, get started, helped him along. So what kind of things does Ohio State provide to students like David that fosters that innovative mindset, helps them get started? Well, I think he is a prototypical entrepreneurial student, right? David came in with a different mindset. Um, 
I mean, I, I met him uh, first semester freshman year, and, and I generally had to say, like, all right, David, you have to quit talking for a minute because you have so much information flowing out of you that I have to process this and see where we go. Um, and I, I, I love the fact that he is now um, in independent study with me as well, his last semester here, which is really, really cool. Um, but he, he, in fact, when I say he's prototypical, is somebody who we want to look at as a, as a bit of a bellwether when we test our program. So when we think about the origination of the innovation, creativity, and entrepreneurship scholars who are now in their fifth cohort, it was because we saw students like him coming in as freshmen, lining with other entrepreneurial students, coming up with a creative idea, going on Kickstarter, raising $30,000 and saying, that's it, I, I never need to raise any more money, I, I'm ready to go. And that was unfortunate. So that program was put together to say, how do we continue to provide extracurricular activities for that student while that student builds their network, while they begin to understand some deep subject matter, um, while they create partnerships with other students who are really creative. Um, and so when I look at iScholar as being one way to do that, um, we have a minor in innovation entrepreneurship, was fantastic, taught almost exclusively by practitioners. So these are people who've had businesses, that run businesses, sold them, went bankrupt, all sorts of stuff, right? Real people who've, who've learned real real lessons, that's it. so in the minor. Um, and we also have this best of student startup program called BOSS that's now in, I think, uh, this 12th semester running. And we are now pretty consistently getting between 40 and 50 um, student teams. That's significant, 50 student teams every semester with new ideas creating this process that and pitching for money um, that's that's really neat, and and again I, I think what that does is that that just uh, we recognize the value of extracurricular. Like you're going to learn certain things about your accounting degree, your marketing degree, but in case, unless you could put them into practice um, through a program like Boss or or through a scholar program, experiential learning that's important to that, um, you don't get a chance to really put it out there and, and be in the real world and and talk to real customers, right? So that's why we see the importance of a center running these activities because we can have that connection with the outside world. Definitely. So wrapping up here, running out of time a little bit, as somebody who has worked outside of academia for a majority of their career, then came back, what's something that you think should be changed or maybe better said, like stressed more to current students? What do you think maybe isn't getting hit on enough? Well, I think we just touched on that, which is the extracurricular um, experiential learning. Um, I even look at the class that I teach in, in the startup entrepreneurship. Um, I, I'm not lecturing anymore, and I'm not going to lecture anymore because you don't care about hearing my lectures. You want to you want to engage, right? So we do projects. We talk about seeing real customers, and we validate our ideas, and we treat those projects like real-world projects. And I encourage the students to move forward with them. So to me, that's the first one is that the, that no student should expect that their curricular environment is going to prepare them for the for a job. Right? Extracurricular is going to be where you're going to find your passion. It's going to be where you begin to separate yourself from other you know, from other graduates, not just from high state, but from around the world. Right? Um, I think there's going to probably be there needs to be a change of focus, and I have no influence over this part of it. But um, this concept of individual grading. 
All that does is set up a non-collaborative environment. The world that you are going to be moving into is a collaborative environment. Everybody has to work together for the company. So me separating you out and grading you individually is just an antiquated process. I don't know how the university is going to feel about this because I know that financial aid and all these things are based on that, but that is a, that is really a short-sighted view. Like We ought to be really pushing collaborative projects and, and understanding that from a, from a grading and evaluation standpoint. Um, I also think that we're seeing um, a worldwide movement to creative thinking, uh, critical thinking, and then soft skill development, right? It's going to be fantastic if you can understand uh, nuclear physics, but if you can't promote it, you can't talk about it, you're not going to get any funding. Um, and if you haven't decided how your technical subject matter expertise, whether that technical is in logistics or accounting again, um, if you can't determine from a critical thinking standpoint how it impacts the world, then you are going to be lost. So to me, this is where we have to be thinking extracurricular, we have to be thinking about collaborative, or we have to be pushing something like soft skills and critical thinking because these are the new, that's the new currency, right? Absolutely. I think that's absolutely right. So that's a good way for us to wrap up here. Paul, thanks for uh, joining us today. Thank you for letting me uh, give you my thoughts. And that's it for this week's episode of Fisher Link. Fisher Link is presented by Fisher Inc., the student-run magazine for the Fisher College of Business. I'm Brent Koffenberger. And I'm Paige Palmer. This episode was edited by our sound designer, Connor Bueller. The president of Fisher Inc. is Akane O'Hara. If you enjoyed listening to our podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can find Fisher Link on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on FisherInc.com, where you can also stay up to date on Fisher Inc. news stories. Thanks to our guests for today, and we'll see you next time.